Hi everyone, my name is Grajan, aka Gigi. I'm Victoria. And this is Mika. And this is A Word A Word of the And of course, our special guest Nyla. Hey. Who's not Hi, in Nyla. a very good mood. Uh-huh. You wanna smile with me? Hi, Nyla. No, okay. Uh, you gonna make a kung fu kick again? You better. <laughs> uh, right? We better. Let's chill out. Right. Bothering. <laughs> so today, um, we want to talk about a new Pixar movie. Um, it's on Disney Plus, and it's called Soul. Um, so spoiler alert. You know, if anyone didn't watch it, please go go ahead and um, watch that on Disney Plus if you can. Um, you know, we're gonna go into it and talk about the characters, talk about the movie, and you know what we got out of it or what we thought about it. So, um, well, here's like a small little clip, which is like an intro to the movie, kind of, just so that um, you know, just a nice refresher. If anyone did watch it or didn't watch it, now you know what it's about. So, here's that clip. What's your name, honey? Uh, I'm Joe. I teach middle school band. Howdy, go for it! Today started out as the best day of my life. Back here tonight, first show's at 7. Yes! Woohoo! You know what that's gonna say? Joe Gardner! <laughs> I did it! I got the gig! Ah! I should Must never have been for you. Before the Before he got his big shot, pretty much. Um, so, what did you guys think about the movie? How did you guys feel? That was a real spoiler alert. Before the movie? Oh, what'd you say, Vicky? I didn't. You saw the trailer before the movie, or like a normal person? <laughs> no, I didn't Guess see. I didn't see the trailer before oh. the movie. I heard you, Vicky. I didn't see any trailer. Gigi just said, oh, I think you guys should watch this. So I just went and watched it. I had no idea what it was Maybe. about. I didn't no, know I it was Jamie Foxx. I knew it was about like Soul, but I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't know he died. Like I was watching, Gigi was like, <laughs> I didn't know he died because I didn't see the trailer. I just knew that like, it was a, um, a movie that Disney was coming out with. I saw the promotions um, in McDonald's and stuff like that, but it's cute. Yeah, same. I was shocked yeah. when he when he died. I was like, "Oh, that's what we doing now, Disney?" Okay. <laughs> right. All right. Like that was a quick movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that. Like, I thought like the fact that they, you know, the main character was like a middle aged black man. Like, I was like, "Wow, okay." That's different. <laughs> and so um, I also thought that um, like the way that they actually like captured us as far as like, even in the sense of like complexion and everything, I thought it was very stunning. Yeah. I thought they very well. Um, you know, I also, I think it even like the way they shot certain things like the, like the jazz performances, I thought were really 
um, beautiful. Like, I think when Vicky and I were watching it, Vicky was like, wow, they even got like the little sweat <laughs> on their foreheads and whatnot. So, um, yeah, no, I just thought it was a really good film. Um, I thought it was visually stunning. And I think Pixar did a wonderful job. Yeah, I agree. Pixar will make you cry. Yeah. Like yeah. whatever subject they do, they're just like, oh, let's uh, let's get all this emotion out of our audience and stuff like that. So, right, exactly. And I think it, I think it's more touching to like the adults than the kids that are supposed to be watching. <laughs> I wonder so, if this movie came out in the '90s, like would uh, would we like understand? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I don't give enough. Uh, I don't give enough credits to kids. But like, would do you think they would like appreciate the full fullness of the movie? No, or are they gonna watch so. it as adults and be like, "Wow." Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Same. I think like if I think back to like even Pocahontas, I watched Pocahontas recently. And I was like, oh, like there's so many things I missed as a kid. Cause like, that was my favorite Disney movie as a kid. Um, Cause I just loved, I love like all the trees and the forest and all the nature scenes. Um, and always grandmother Willow always scared me. So like, but when I watched it again, <laughs> When I watched it again, she was still scary. Uh, but like, I, there's so many things I was like, wow, this is just, I don't know. It, I don't know if it's today's culture with culture appropriation and um, I don't know how they call the Indians or the Native American savages and all that. I don't know. I, I just didn't like, I didn't like it as much as an adult as I did as a kid. Yeah. Oh, cause like of that aspect of it? Yeah. Like the, the racial undertones, I guess. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that. It made me uncomfortable watching. But they, I don't even think they were like promoting it, not to get too off topic from Soul, but like, I don't think they were promoting racial undertones. I think they were just showing like, you know, these white people felt like these natives were savages and like these yeah. native people felt like these white people were savages. Like these are all perceptions. So it's like, when it comes to kid movies, I feel like they have to like, boil it down in a sense where like because they know that a kid's not gonna watch this by themselves they're gonna watch it with adults right, right? Right. So it's like you kind of like have to boil down these these complex ideas of like racism or like maybe life after death and like stuff like that and like boil it down to something that they can like sort of understand or maybe like you know some some something yeah. that you guys yeah. keep talking. I want to go mute for a second. Yeah. No, I think um I agree with that. I think things just like hit different when you're older. Like, what kid is gonna watch Soul and be like, "Oh, my spark!" Like, like you know, like yeah. I don't think um I think things just hit a little different when you get older, <laughs> especially all your experiences and what you experience in the world. It kind of just like it's 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 just different when you we watch something and then you're just like oh wow like that actually um, meant a lot and that actually made me remember to think to just be happy with the small things you know especially when mm -hmm. you're a kid you don't really think about all of that you're just so happy being a kid. <laughs> so, what did you again? Oh, what were you gonna say? Now I was gonna go to another question. You can go ahead. 
Oh, again, not to get too off topic, but like when you were saying that you appreciated like the black, like how they were um, depicting blackness in that movie. Do you remember Princess and the Frog when they were like, audiences were really upset that we have a black character, but she's not black the entire movie. Do you think it was the same thing with Soul? Like we have a black character, but he's like a little blue blob for the like a majority of the movies. You think, no, right? Mm -hmm. No, I didn't so feel that way because I felt like there was so much blackness in the movie. Like there was like mm. like the barbershop scene, um, like even with like um, how his mom acts or whatever the case is, and like um, how she was. Like I felt like they caught so many good um, perceptions and different perceptions of black people that I didn't I didn't get like oh he's not black the entire movie. Like I, I felt like it was throughout, and I think they definitely had some black people on that team because it was just a spot on. Because right. Told, oh, I'm sorry, Mika. Where is it? No, that's okay. I was gonna say for me, I thought like in the great before or I forget what it was called, like the afterlife great or beyond. whatnot, the green beyond, <clears throat> um, that like everybody was blue. Like there was no racial identity. Their voices, Ooh, you were of course. The same thing as I was about to say. Yeah, like you can associate like the little um, twenty-two. You can say, "Oh yeah, he she sounds like a white lady," um, mm. or um, uh, Jamie Foxx's character sounded like a mid middle-aged black man, but they all looked like a blue blob. Like it wasn't. Um, there was no racial identity in the soul because your racial identity isn't really part of your soul right like do you think that was like a kind of underlying message yeah. right or, i don't know that right. could be it too yeah mm -hmm. um so what did you guys think about those characters um what did you think about joe what did you think about 22. i like 22. So you said you liked her yeah I thought she was funny. Like she was unbothered about everything. Like nothing impressed her. Everything was just so boring. And like she reminded me of a particular friend of mine who who is exactly like that. Like nothing impresses that girl. Um, and I don't know but why. You know it's just like I just denied her. But I felt like Twenty Two Loki did care though. She did want to find her purpose, but she just never found it. Right. I think she did care, mm -hmm. but she just kind of acted like she did it. Yeah. Like, and I, I just, I thought there was a sadness in not finding joy in um, things. And yeah, my friend is the same way. Like, she's a very nice person. She's very pleasant. She's very funny, but it's just like, she doesn't feel like she, she finds, she doesn't have like anything that sparks a lot of joy in her, but yeah. Mm -hmm. But I like I like twenty two more than I like Joe. Do you think Joe is not a likable character? <laughs> um, not that he's, he's not likable. I thought he, I appreciated that he was he always wanted to go after his dream and his pur purpose no matter what. But I just felt like I don't know. You are. They didn't say exactly how old he was, but. It seemed like he was chasing after him. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I think he was in his 40s. 
Forties or fifties? Yeah, like, yeah. I honestly think so. Because look how old his mom is. He's so old. Right. Right. <laughs> and it's like, bro, and he has that grown you've been a loser. So now, forties, fifties. Hmm. Yeah, I just felt like he but, he saw himself as a loser. Um, like he like his life was meaningless until he got to be this jazz musician and whereas like he could have this whole time he could have made a real difference in those kids lives that he was teaching in middle school like yeah. i don't know so I mean, he loved it's it, not that it. i didn't like, like stop himself huh oh so he was making a difference it's not like he stopped himself like but i see where you're saying right yeah what did you but think it wasn't Vicky? enough for him Mm. What did you think, Vicky? Did you answer? Of the characters? Yeah. Um, okay, so I think it's pretty much the same sentiment. Um, I didn't I actually didn't think twenty-two was like that lovable. I think she was just there for like the no, let me not say she was just there. No, she was she was way more complex than that. But like, um I don't know. I don't know why I, I wasn't like in love with her. I know she was like the the comedic. You know how there's like a formula with kids movies. Like they always have to have like that that comedy relief and stuff like that. Like with Mulan, it's like Mushu with Aladdin. It was like the genie and stuff like that. Mm. She was not funny to me. She was alright. Like, okay. And, I um, felt like there was definitely um like a subliminal with her too because like remember when he was like why do you sound like that and she was like oh I just kind of want to be annoying because and I want to sound like a forty old white woman <laughs> yeah like, like what's more know. annoying than that I was like Shane yeah. <laughs> I was like yo these writers are hilarious but, no she's like voiced by Tina Fey so. I'm pretty sure she was probably in the writer's room too. So that's like her brand of comedy. But I don't really find Tina Fey that funny. Not really, you know. Who? Yeah. <laughs> she yeah, like, yeah. I find Jamie Foxx way funnier, but he wasn't in a, he wasn't in the comedy role, I guess. And did you guys notice that it was Jamie Foxx when you first watched it? Not at first. <laughs> I, I knew the voice sounded familiar, but I just didn't know who it was. Did yeah. you know it was Jamie Miko or you have us on mute, right? No, I didn't. I didn't know it was Jamie Fox or Tina Fey at first. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought the characters were interesting. Like I felt like, um, like they kind of just, you know, uh, <laughs> kind of complemented each other in the sense of like, you know, one they both had like misconceptions about what life was was about. <laughs> Like one just thought like life sucks. Like why even try to even start a life without even like without why even try to start a life with like I don't have a spark or whatever the case is. And then the other one I felt like had a different perception, Joe, in the sense of like you know life starts when I when I have my big break type of thing. So I think they mm -hmm. kind of complimented each other. They were just. You know, like you said, one was like supposed to be comedic, another one was supposed to be, I guess, a little bit more pessimistic, or um, I don't know, just like kind of opposites of each other. But I thought the characters were cool. Um, so, do you guys have any like favorite scenes? So, guys, I'm still here, but I am black. The black screen because oh I'm breastfeeding Nyla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, favorite scenes? Yes. 
I loved, I don't know, I think I, I loved the whole animation. Um, and like you guys said, I thought like the whole city, the feeling of the city felt like New York City. The feeling of the mom's um, shop felt really awesome. Like it felt like it, it just had, it was like a place where, it was a place of business, but like a lot of people stopped by just to hang out. Um, yeah. And like, mm -hmm. like, and also like the barbershop too, I love that. And I love how they pictured um, the afterlife. Although I felt like it needed more, I don't know, I wish it was more um, imaginative because the way that I, the, the way that I picture the afterlife is more pleasant. Not that, not that it wasn't pleasant. I just felt like it was just very bland. Mm. Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was definitely interesting how they had it. Like it was like you're going towards this great big light, <laughs> and which like um I was actually watching this uh show about like almost dying or whatever. It's like a show about people who almost died, and they all say like there's like this light. So I thought that was like kind of funny. <laughs> like they just were literally going to this big light. But yeah, it was uh it was interesting. Um, one of my favorite scenes, oh, Vicky, I don't want to, like, did you have anything to say? I don't think I have a favorite scene, but I think, um, one of my, the, one of the things that in the movie that touched me the most was his grown student reaching back out to him and like letting him know, yeah. like, yeah, you did like, you know, yeah, that, I don't know. It's such a small, not really a small part. But like the fact that he was teaching for so long and he thought that, you know, his life didn't start yet or whatever, but you're like touching yeah. people. Like, even if it's like in a small right. way, you're still like, you know, making significance and like, look how that's coming back to you. Like you made such a significance in like this little boy's life that you made him want to be in jazz and now it's coming back forward to you. So I know it was like small, but I was like, oh, look how beautiful that is, you know? Yeah, that's right. Cool. He didn't even appreciate that. He was just like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, uh -huh, yeah, cool. All right, Curly. Even though he was bald, he was like, Curly. <laughs> he was bald. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, he is not Curly. <laughs> so, um, one of the scenes I was wanted to talk about was the barbershop scene. Um, we do have a clip for it. Uh, here it is. So I was just looking at Joe's hair and it dawned on me like, oh, the answer's like right in front of our face. Joe had to A, get his hair fixed, and B, enter a truly black space. And there's really no more authentic a black space in the community than a barbershop. So I just reached out to the director, Pete Doctor, on my own. I sent him an email in the middle of the night explaining how important it would be for him to get a haircut and how important it would be to see a black barbershop in this particular film so he was like why don't you just go ahead and write the scene and we'll we'll, we'll kind of go from there yeah um that was definitely one of my fave scenes um i like like um the writer was saying that um it was just like a black space it was just super black to me like i just loved it i loved even like you know, um, he was like just coming in with no appointment and him and his barber was like, oh, do you want to see the other guy? And everyone's like, nah, nah, like that's so real. Like, yeah. 
guys and their barbers are like no joke. Like that's like something that they don't play. I think they're in longer relationships with their barber than like actual relationships. So like um, they don't play that. So I thought just like the small things was real, um, you know, on point. And I did really love that conversation he had with his barber. That really stood out to me because I felt like in that scene, um, you know, that's when they they were switched. And then twenty two was just talking to him and. Um, I just like the fact that they went into the conversation of like, oh, you know, I didn't know you wanted to be a veterinarian and, you know, all of this. And and she was like, oh, the fact that you're not a veterinarian, like, don't you feel like you just have no meaning or something like that? And he was like, whoa, like, nah, even though I didn't turn out to be like um, a vet and that's like, you know what I wanted it's okay he was like I'm still happy being a barber and he was like you know I'm still saving lives like I thought that um conversation was real deep because I think it just kind of showed like it doesn't really matter what you do but like if you just are happy in whatever state you're Mm -hmm. in and just doing the best you can that's all that matters so I thought that scene was like really beautiful and like even Joe was like wow I've never even talked to him like he he was like oh how'd you do that 22 and she was like nothing I just spoke to him and and I think that also I felt like was another point like in the sense of like who's around us and like how we feed into them and how we talk to them and things like that because we can just pass by people every day and like not realize how much of an impact we can make on them or yeah. just like just to know more about them and he never took the time out to do that like he's been going to the barber for years and literally never had a conversation about him, with him about anything but jazz so i really like that scene and i thought it was deep yeah i i think the fact that what you just said about how you know the barber said just because he's not a vet doesn't mean that you know he feels like he didn't achieve anything in life. I think that underscores Joe's attitude towards him not achieving his dream of becoming mm-hmm. this famous jazz musician. Um, like he, it's sort of like, that's the perspective that he could have had, which would have made his life bigger than um, how he lived it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that, um, you know, as you were watching the film, like he just thinks it's going to be this big break um, that's going to define his life. And um, then he realized that it's not about that. And life is about like living, which is your spark. Um, So let me go ahead into, oh, so basically like what were some takeaways from the movie that you kind of low key felt like was a word? Which you kind of just like went went into one in the sense of like um like your spark is really just about living and not about like your next big break or your next um, move in life, but just literally living every living out every moment. I thought that was a really beautiful message, and mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Like I like the fact that like he didn't even really have well not not even he really didn't he didn't have like a love interest or anything like that it was literally just about like living and i like that message yeah honestly i go ahead thank you no no (laughs) (laughs) what i was gonna say is um 22 did mention um something about i think sarah when when she was in his body she was like going through um his memories and she's like there's something in here about a sarah 
And he was like, never mind, don't don't talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Like, but like they didn't linger on the love interest part. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it. go ahead. Are you gonna say? Oh my god. But um, you were like, I love yeah. that. No, no, I'm saying like I don't remember the when she was going through his I remember she was going through his memories, but I don't remember them being a Sarah. Oh my gosh. All right, I'll be anyway. But what I was gonna say is I love the fact that there was no love interest in the movie too, because like you don't realize, especially with kids' movies, you're like really indoctrinating that you know, you have to have a, you know, a happy ending mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then like you, you unknowingly, you kind of, especially little girls, not so much little boys, but little girls unknowingly make it seem like it's like their life purpose to find a man. So find like, right? right. You teach them that yes. way from a young age that you're supposed to find your prince, you're supposed to find somebody who, you know, falls in love with you and stuff like that. We like force it down their throats in kids movies all the time. So I love that, that this is not, this appreciation about life isn't about finding a life partner it's about literally enjoying life right i agree and i think one of the one of the takeaways that i appreciated in the movie is um the fact that um joe just lost like he almost lost his life like in a split second like anything could kill you at any moment pretty much um and yeah that also again live life like every moment is your last or just appreciate every moment Mm -hmm. so that's another word be grateful you know it's definitely like you appreciate Mm -hmm. life when you are grateful for like all the little things even pizza yeah (laughs) right right yeah and i i do remember that part about the the sarah you know like i actually like the fact that it was said, but again, not like delved into. Yeah, no, it, it did yeah. like, like you know how like 22 had his thoughts? Like, oh, like, um, so she would, at one at moment, she was like, you should, she was like, who's this sour person? Like, they, I think they were getting off the elevator or something. I don't remember, but um, she brought, brought like some But yeah, um, another thing that I thought was pretty good was like, um, just talking about the person, like everyone's passion is it necessarily their um like their meaning in life like and what i mean by that is like you know his passion was like um you know playing the piano and just being a jazz player and if you notice like you know in the um great beyond when you were stuck in the zone or whatever the case mm-hmm. is and like that explanation of like the zone um also being like your bondage like your passion could turn into your bondage like they even showed people that were like literally like loving their passion so much that they got like taken over by Stop. it so yes. i thought that was really deep too that like you can really get so caught up in your passion that it becomes something that's detrimental to you so yeah i just thought that, that was like really deep too like even though like you are passionate about something like it's okay but don't let that become something that like kind of takes your life away while on earth <laughs> like while still mm-hmm. living it's like um right. even like, um who was it like he was like a um like uh oh, I think he was, yeah he was working with stocks or something, a hedge fund person yeah like, yeah some soulless like he was like some office drone and like he finally like got mm-hmm. his spark and like you know went buck wild <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. No, he was like lost in his in his passion, and it be- it literally became his bondage. So I thought that was like a real deep lesson too. Like it's good to have a passion, but again, that's like not the meaning behind life. Mm-hmm. Wait, were we talking about the same characters? I think um, so. The dictator, the Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I don't think Wall Street was his passion, though. I think he was just literally dead inside. And, like, it, it, it was, like, three different things. It's like, you could be in the zone, and it's a good thing. And um, you could be, like, in bondage with your passion, like, you know, lost in that. And then, like, that Wall Street guy, it was, like, a good thing. Again, I need to rewatch the movie. But, like, he was... was his passion. Wall Street wasn't no Wall Street's nobody's passion. What is like? It's not, I hope not. But um, nah, that's like he was like so lost into it because I think even um, like, he was they lost, push- like you know when you're at a, a a job that is like a soul crushing job and you don't feel any life, you don't feel any like nothing. I think that's what they were depicting with the Wall Street guy, specifically the Wall Street. Well, I guess it could be, but the only reason I thought that that was his passion was because like. You know, at the end when Joe was playing the piano again to try try to get back to twenty two, like he he put mm. all of the things that like gave life, and then like you know, um, sorry if I'm not making sense. <laughs> like he put like the little leaf and whatever that twenty two gave gave him, like mm. you know, that told her that she was ready for life. Like he started playing the piano again, which is his passion to get back into the zone. Yeah, but I feel like right. the reason that Wall Street guy was there was because he. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I mean, it could be. You could be right. Like maybe he was just like soulless. But I mean, I think when the when that, when that white guy that the white guy who was doing the flipping of the yeah, <laughs> I think he was like um when he was explaining it, he explained that um he was like oh like these are these are actual lost souls that are like lost in their like passion or whatever. I think that's what he says. I gotta rewatch it too. But I remember him saying that. <laughs> and like he was very interesting too. Like that, that the the captain was a little I don't know, <laughs> he was a little off. He, but, he he looks like he enjoys mushrooms, <laughs> not the ones in the yeah. picture. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how he gets in the zone. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> I feel like yeah. with kids' movies, they don't they're not like explicit like that. Like you know when you watch Alice in Wonderland. And you see, like, the Cheshire cat. Someone's like, yeah, that cat's on drugs. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't put that in the kids' movie. <laughs> right. Like, you see it afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, I think those people that were in that other realm were definitely all tripping on something. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there was even, like, they showed this guy that was, that kept looking for treasure, like, his whole life. Like, um... Yeah, so I think it, it is something that you're passionate about. Like, it's something that you want. Like, you, you want, and then it becomes, like, your your bondage. Mm. So, yeah. And um, I thought that was really deep, like, what the jazz player, the that woman who was, like, really, like, you know, super motherly. Angela Bassett. <laughs> yeah. I like what she said to um Joe when she was, like, when she gave that, that kind of, like, a parable when she talked about, like, the little fish was like, oh, I'm trying to find the ocean. And then the big mm. fish was like, you're in the ocean. And like, you know, that was kind of her um, her saying to Joe, like, like this whole time you've always had your big break. Like it doesn't have to be this one night working with me that it just means 
everything because he even didn't even he like got to it and like didn't felt the happiness he was looking for so i felt like that was like a really deep um you know just a deep message like you should just be happy along the way well along all the way you know uh, it doesn't even have to be like adulthood right there's just whatever point in life enjoy that yeah Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I was I, I was trying to remember something that I heard T.D. Jake said once something about like sometimes the struggle to get to where you want to go takes so much toil and so much hard work that when you get there you may not appreciate it like mm. you know like if you if you said you know my dream is to I don't know own a, a house or whatever when you finally buy that house like instead of enjoying the house you may see like all the bills you gotta pay now all, mm-hmm. all the repairs that falls on you and like you really yeah. don't enjoy or appreciate what you thought was gonna be because you were never in the, you were never like used to appreciating you're always looking for it like you know you're always like yeah. so you were never if you take the time to appreciate the moment the now or whatever right when you like you'll always be appreciative no matter where you are in life right does that make sense mm-hmm. yes that makes a lot of sense and that's that's so beautiful because again like we could just all the time look at what we don't have but then mm-hmm. like they go to words yeah if you literally just change your perception and look around like there's so many things that you have like so many things you could be thankful for so mm-hmm. i think um spark definitely Soul definitely hit on that message really well. And um, I think if any little kid watches that movie, they need to rewatch it like as an adult. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna watch this in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll make Nyla watch it in a couple mm. years. <laughs> no, no, right? Anyways, um, does anybody have any final thoughts or anything they wanted to say or share? about soul or anything else thanks for recommending it no problem yeah and i think um i was actually talking to a friend about it and she was like um she felt like his well i guess the whole point is to say that you like life is just about living but like his purpose was to be a teacher because um Mm -hmm. joe like you know like inspired that kid um, even the little girl that was playing the trumpet, um, and I forget what, oh, and even how he kind of taught 22 at the end, because 22, like, basically. The only teacher to get to her, yeah. Yeah, the only teacher to get to her. (laughs) Everybody, I forget, they, they said, um, uh. Mother Teresa. Yeah, Mother (laughs) Teresa. Yeah, Muhammad Ali. She talked to everyone. (laughs) yeah but it's funny they kind of taught each other like they taught each other what life was about so it's definitely a good movie so if anyone didn't watch it and sorry we just spoiled the whole thing but go watch it (laughs) i love spoil. i love like i actually don't mind spoilers like if i'm watching like i'm like listening to something or watching something that's like really comprehensive and talking about like you know the movie and things like that i don't think we spoil too much not really. Well, no, yeah, we spoke about the entire Maybe. movie. But it makes you appreciate it more, you know, right? I don't know. That's me. I don't yeah. mind spoilers. I do not mind. 
Some people do, so I, that's why I said spoiler alert. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that wraps up this episode. Um, oh, actually, I think we had one more clip, which was just kind of like closing it off. So um, we'll just get into that clip now. Look around. Life has so much to offer. We only have a short time on this planet. Don't miss out on the joys of life. Remember to enjoy every minute of it. Yeah, that was really cute. That was literally such a good movie. And oh, just one more thing too. I actually really enjoyed that conversation. I guess not enjoyed, I don't know, but I thought it was really um, nice that they put the conversation between Joe and his mom. And like, and he was just like, mom, just like believe in me and whatnot. Cause like, it's, it's funny how sometimes your parents can really cripple you in your dreams. And, you know, she was just trying to, like, protect him, which is what all parents do. But sometimes they can be a little crippling where she didn't want him to take that shot. And, like, look what happened. He did wonderfully. So. Mm-hmm. That's a whole yeah. separate topic, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was, like, in the crowd rooting him on. So I thought that was really, I thought that was a really nice conversation between a parent and a child. I thought that was really nice. Mm. But, um, but yeah so that wraps up our episode for today um, I hope you enjoyed it go watch so if you only watched it once watch it again because it's just so good and um, I'm so, yep <laughs> same so thank you for tuning in this is a word at the table, table. Right. bye everyone thank you <laughs>